It's what brings yeah. them in that keeps them in. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to African Brand Academy Podcast, your top number one African podcast on brand development and digital transformation, giving you insight and effective strategies to grow, scale, and promote your brand. Here are your hosts, Sharon Afrik and Ejiro Akbobome. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode on the African Brand Academy podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the core component of a brand. Our previous episode, we were talking about the difference between a business and a brand. But today, we're talking about the core components of a brand. Meaning, if you're to have a brand, what are those core components you must surely have to be a standard brand? And the thing is this, there are a lot of components to a brand. If you're talking about general components, you have the definition. We have brand values, we have brand promise, we have brand identity, brand differentiation, market position, brand messaging, brand experience, brand stories. So first of all, let me start by asking Ejiro. What do you view is the core component of the brand? The core component of the brand for me is the purpose of the brand. Okay. Yeah, because for every brand, my disposition for creating my arguments and um, working with organizations and entrepreneurs. The first mm-hmm. thing, the first thing I often ask them is, why did you start at all? Okay. Yeah, if I'm able to get the purpose, that's the core for me. Everything mm-hmm. spawns out from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So like everything spawns out from the purpose. Yeah, from the why. Yeah, because when you know why, you know what values you stand by. You know the promise you're trying to give. Exactly. Real story though, I had to go meet a client today after church. I wasn't even feeling yeah. too well. He's doing a restructuring. So I had set questions that I needed answered because we're supposed to do the branding this week. You understand what I'm saying? So I had okay. set questions. But it's funny how when I ask some clients, when I ask a client the particular question, they'll be like, ah, what am I asking this question for? Like I was asking him his ideal customer. He was like, ah, ah, ideal customer, anybody that can enter this place and buy something right now. You understand what I'm saying? But then, yeah. as a brand developer, you just like have to put your ear down and listen to what they actually want. Then answer those, almost answer those questions yourself. Yeah, <laughs> very important. It's very important. I had like 20, 20 questions set down, but then I had to turn the whole question into a conversation to understand what he wants from this brand. At the end of the day, it was actually surrounding the purpose of this. Why are you doing what you're doing? Where do you see yourself? Why did you start at all? The story behind it, stuff like that. And then from there, that is mostly what I got. And from there, I'm now drawing the juice out to answer the many questions. (coughs) I I am for brand purpose as a core component because that is the starting point. Why are you doing what you're doing? What message are you trying to pass across? Why why does everybody need to understand this message or know these messages? Which is very good. Okay, so moving on, let's throw a bit of light on the purpose. Because okay. even if you take it to us as humans, you know, motivational speakers and even pastors and people will tell you that if you've not found that your purpose, mm-hmm. you're living like a life of like, how would I put it? An entity life. <laughs> you just yeah. like, you're not fighting for anything. You're not like waking. There's no, there's no like real reason why you're jumping out of your bed in the morning and going to work and doing stuff like that if you yeah. don't have a life of course. So it's mm-hmm. more the same thing as a brand. You will go back and forth as a brand if there's no laid down purpose of what you're trying to fight for. Yeah, I get it. In our earlier episode, we, was, we established the fact that a brand is a person. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, and, okay. Uh, and a brand being a person, that means you have to have the capacity to live up to something. Mm-hmm. Now, 
in my time of experience working with people and uh, organizations, I got a point where I discovered that so many organizations, so many businesses just start because they don't have anything they are doing. Not because they actually want to meet a need. Yes. This is what I say to most people that actually intend having a brand. I tell them, if you are looking at building a brand, then you have to be looking out for meeting a need. Yes. So if you want to meet a need, the next thing you should consider is, why do I have to be the one to meet this need? Out of the millions of people in the world, why do I have to be the one to choose myself? Not like I'm choosing, to choose myself to meet this need. So if you think of that, you cannot break down your purpose into four places that's, I, I call it a quadrant anyways, into a quadrant that can help you wrap your purpose into a specific form that is easy to sell as a as a brand message which is another component of a brand now the first form the first form is going to talk about your vision the second okay. one is the mission the third one has to do with your values then the fourth one are your objectives all right now in the part of the vision most entrepreneurs or business people have met they tend to mix up vision with mission and they just put the thing together. And in the long run, they end up not having a vision. Neither are they having a mission. They're just running the business. They just have a statement. Yeah. So for vision, most times I tell them, set an unrealistic goal. Let's assume Apple just say their mission is to make sure that every single person in the world is using their Apple gadget. Mm -hmm. Natur naturally, that doesn't sound realistic because it's not really possible that everybody uses Apple gadgets because some persons actually may not be able to afford it. So there are several limitations to it, but that's their vision that everybody uses it. But do you know one thing I like about the vision part? Is that okay. for the fact that they're setting the vision to be that everybody uses Apple, means they are trying to enlarge their market. Do you get the yes. point? So they will not yeah. have to create products for even the less privileged. Yeah, you do is, get, the, just to yeah, make that sure the that the vision comes to pass, that, that everybody the gets the apple. But this is, this, is where, this is the fun part for me. The vision is never achieved. So it keeps you moving. It keeps you rebranding. It keeps you active. It keeps you innovating. Because the vision is always far ahead of you. It is never achieved. For instance, now that vision is something like what Microsoft had. Every worker that have a PC gets to use Microsoft to help them work efficiently. Yeah. And they kept on working tirelessly to make sure that happened. Yeah. Do you get my point? But then, so, but then, I, I, I was actually studying that Microsoft stuff. Whereas, I mean, myself and a friend were discussing this stuff like last week, yeah, just last week. And he was talking about Microsoft and all. Then we were actually analyzing the current Windows 10. The current Windows 10. And we discovered that the Windows 10 media player is trash. It doesn't work well. It's very annoying. <laughs> yes. We also discovered that the Windows 10 um, video player is also trash. It doesn't work well. So we substitute for VLC. Now, I know of people personally that with the means you just mentioned Windows, they're just angry. They'd rather take Apple. Now, this is my calculation. If one person, just one, I'm not, I, I'm not concerned about everybody. I have this ideology of one is always greater than zero. One person says, I'm not using Windows, I'm using Apple. Windows has failed. They've not achieved their vision. Because just everybody says Microsoft, sorry. Exactly. Everybody has their vision, right? Yeah. Mm. So just one person says, I'm not using it. Can I shock you a bit? Can I okay. even just give you one shock right now? Yeah, sure. Microsoft, it's not only about Microsoft Office. I don't know if you can answer my point. Yeah. They have other application packages. Like, I think they're the ones that have OneDrive, right? Yeah. OneDrive, that's very good. good. One, you can use OneDrive with your Mac. 
Yep. Thank you very much. And Mac users uses Android, meaning they're also accomplishing the fact that everybody that uses a PC should use a Microsoft product. You know, I feel like you're very correct when you say vision keeps you on the wheel. It keeps you moving on. You know, yeah. so, so just, the only problem I have with most brands is that, or most businesses that start up is that they just put that vision and mission there for people's sake. They don't, it's not, it doesn't really drive them. It doesn't, you don't want to wake up to make sure that vision is being, they just say that, okay, someone asks me what my vision or vision is and they just talk about it and then that is it. I'm not insulting or I'm not trying to like um, stereotype Nigerians and stuff like that. I, I mean, I come from Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria. I get to see the way people think and talk. The okay. truth of the matter is that most businesses who have vision statements, most of them, that, that vision doesn't drive them. They don't look up to it. They don't make sure that their team is incorporated in that vision. Everything they do has that vision in place. You are very, very right on that. Like, really right so, on that. I won't really blame them. I think, to, I, I'm not trying to be political now, but I have the disposition that there are several social economic factors or environmental factors that actually influence most of these behaviors. Now, for some of them, they may actually have the goal of or a vision of becoming a brand and becoming very classy and all as it should be. But mm-hmm. the economic system of the country may not be benefiting enough for them to fit into such a system. So they're just looking for a means of survival. Over yeah. 70% of Nigerians that are in business are just in business for survival. Not, not exactly, not in business with the ideal of taking over the international market space. At all. That is yeah, that's very, they, very... That's, that's where the challenge lies with their vision, not like it's actually their fault completely. Mm-hmm. So, but for okay. us who are not informed of this knowledge, I think it's in our place to actually help them grow step by step and bring them into that area where they can have international influence in terms of their specific trade in the industry. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember when I was pretty young, there's this thing that someone told me that actually stuck with me. Okay. And that is Nigerians and Africans mostly, when they think about business or trying to um, build a product for the market, they think national, they think they think small, they think immediate environment. Yeah. But you see China and the rest, when they are thinking of a product or something, they think international scale. It's global. And when I see brands that does that, my mom gets vexed. My mom really gets vexed at me for this particular thing I want to say right now. When I see brands like that, that thinks international, for some reason, I don't even care for money or for anything. I want to just add my own particular value to that brand because it's like, you're trying to promote the fact that this is a made in Nigeria product and you're trying to make it like reach across. I don't mind to spend sleepless night working on that brand, bro. I'm not joking with you. Like, like I had this friend, she needs, and okay. then she was like, she needs for herself. And it's very beautiful. She, she needs this like a uh, swimsuit and everything with wool. Wow. Well, let me say her, her parents are quite comfortable. She's not that kind of person that really say, okay, I need money and stuff like that. I was vexing, I was vexing the hostel one day, like vexing her girls that are just like taking their talent and everything for granted. And she just came to me like after the whole vex, after my vexing spirit, I was like, Sharon, okay, please help me. How do I do this thing? And then I won't lie to you, it was just one talk, one meeting, one bring your social media, one bring your picture, let's you model your own thing, one just that one thing I did. And then the next call I got from this babe was the fact that she's asking me of how she can export to Ghana and UK. 
Why was I happy? Oh my goodness. That's that's just amazing. I like, was that, so as in I was so so happy. Did I get money for that? No. And now she's not in Nigeria again. No. <laughs> I tell you the truth. I think she's in Texas or something. She's not in Nigeria again. That, that's just cool. Like, that's, 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 that's the goal of every brand developer. That should be our like, goal. Oh my goodness. To make sure we help so entrepreneurs. Happy. Yeah. And that that's the thing. Like I saw one advert recently. I was like, wow, is this a made in Nigeria shoe? Stuff like that. I was like, I want to start promoting. I just saw it as an ad. The person just put it I saw my Instagram and I was like, let me promote it. Then I went to the back end and I found out that the person is importing from China and reselling in Nigeria. I'm like, let's like leave this thing. I'm just like shit. I'm like, just shift. Like I'm so pumped up when I see made in Nigeria products. I don't know why. I'm so pumped up because it's very, very rare. You know, so, and that thing is. In this um, entrepreneur space, in mm-hmm. Nigeria specifically, mm-hmm. we have we have had this. I don't know if it's from the British colonial system that we don't actually see value in our own products, and so it has a way of denting the image or the originality of entrepreneurs here. So they yeah. will find it. They naturally find it difficult to even create a vision or a purpose as to getting into the international market because all their mindset is, after all, the minute the U.S.A. is made in Nigeria, they are a bit skeptical about it. And so why not just make it Italian for some reason? I was trying uh, to visit a particular store and I mm-hmm. met this guy who actually brings shoes from Onitra. Yeah, Nigeria, okay. Onitra. And this guy brings his shoes. He makes the shoes. Nice. But when I see what is in the shoe, like in Libya, I see made in Italy. I'm like, no, you, you made this shoe. I know you made it. So why do you put made in Italy? Say that's the only way it's going to sell. Because they don't trust our product to be of this kind of quality. And I was like, but you wow. know you're killing yourself like this. And he was like, I don't have a choice. Like, he's, he's killing himself big time. Because just imagine you're me casual putting made in UK or something. Exactly. He said he doesn't have a choice. And I would not blame him. No, no. Yeah, I just, had, I just had to enlighten him and realign re- his vision and purpose into why is he making shoes. And he was able to come up with something. He's trying to get back to the made in Nigeria idea and bring up that quality and standard yes. markets. Because the more the more that happens, the more people be, get to want to even be made in Nigeria. Yeah, there are quality the stuff here. Quality stuff. Oh my goodness. Quality stuff. I, I personally know, know a handful. Another thing, like we've developed a bit, but like going back to the fact of mission and vision, even when I started a developer, it, is, it was hard for me to explain it to my clients for them to understand what I need from them, information I need from them, what a vision is and what a mission is. Okay. So, I have my own like opinion and everything, but I want to hear yours on what's the difference in a vision and a mission. Okay, I'll just try and make it very simple as possible so that every single listener can actually get what we're saying. A vision is an ideal. The mission is the real. Now, when I say ideal and real, a vision is what is supposed to be the standard. I supposed to be why the mission is what is currently going on. Think of your mission like your working capital. Then you think mm-hmm. of your vision like your what's it called mm. now your fixed asset so if you have your vision laid out like okay you have a, you probably let's assume you are producing okay. um let's say popcorns for example popcorn and you have a, a disposition that okay my popcorn i want to make my target market cinema houses for example and then you've done your statistics and probably around the country or probably your neighboring countries you have had an estimate of about let's say five thousand cinema houses in your country and neighboring countries mm-hmm. and you're like okay I want each and every cinema, 5,000 of them, to have my popcorn stand 
in their cinema hours that people can purchase while they go in to see a movie. Now, that can be your vision. Now, your mission is going to be something like, okay, okay. Um, every month or every week, I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing this, 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 this to get this, this, this result to achieve this in order to take me to that vision. Yeah. So the mission is like you're working. Yes, yes, yes. In order to take your vision, that vision is right? Ideal. So the, your vision yes. is what you look up to, which is the standard. Mm. Exactly. Is what, what keeps you going, where you want to be. is like, like exactly. futuristic. Think of your mission like your micro goals, your little goals you achieve in bits. It's just like telling yourself, okay, I want to be a BSc holder. Yeah, yeah. That is your vision. Yeah. Now your mission is going to be, I have to go to primary school, get my mm-hmm. primary certificate, go okay. one achieve, click, go to secondary school. Ah. Write my journal, write my mm-hmm. PCTME, get into university, attend my classes, do my assignments, do this. If I win, if I have to do night class, I will go as they call it. You do it so I can get my BSc. Now, by the time you get your BSc, it's not said that you've achieved your vision, mm. but the process you took to get to that vision is your mission. Mm. So that's just the slight difference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is the point where you now think of the value mm-hmm. you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. The discipline, the, the the core things that makes you, you. The discipline. Yeah, because one important thing I've observed is so many entrepreneurs are just trying to copy each other and originality is just lost. So in the end of the day, yeah. you're already losing your value. So if you already know why you're actually doing a particular business or a mm. particular um, skill, or a particular trade, the values is going to come to the point where you want to tell the world that this mm. particular thing I'm doing represents this this is what I'm doing. Just take, for example, you tell yourself, okay, I, I want to start it. selling food. But the way I want to sell my food, I want to sell my food in clay pots, not, not in mm. ceramic plates. So it's going to be pure native, mm. traditional. So the core yeah. value is hygienic, traditional. Yeah, those, that's where your value you comes from. When anybody is... That, you stick that's, to it, that's what you stand by. Anybody can locate you in the industry. Let's assume I wake up one morning and I feel like eating something really traditional. You'll be the only person in my mind to go to. I would not have conflict because your values are clear and precise. But the minute I don't, the, the minute I, I miss that particular yes. point of the why, yes, it yes. becomes problematic. Yes. Now, why I use that clay pot stuff, we know in Nigeria there's mm. something called Mama Pugut, roadside food and stuff like that. Now, most times, people actually like that roadside food than the Mr. Biggs and the places food because it kind of tastes better than the normal one, trust me. But still, yeah. there's no amount of packaging that can actually bring the premium guys to come and buy that food from me by the roadside. So they send their gatesmen, send their, their help in the house to go and get that food for them to the house. But if you are well packaged <laughs> and you build your value system and then you create a model for yourself mm. that actually gives you that edge to present that traditional feel of that food, probably mm. in a leaf or in a clay pot or something, in a very presentable way, you find out that automatically your business is just going to change pattern and just panel. But the most important thing is preserve what you started with. That's where the problem lies. Some people start with a particular kind of value and within a short time, I don't know if mm. it's growth, they want to call it, they change the value to something else. And then when they change the value to something else, they, lose they start it. looking for a why all over again. And that takes them right. back to the beginning of the of the quadrant, which is vision. Yeah. Like you start your one of your core values will be quality. And then when your customers become more, exactly. you now start reducing the quality so that the quantity can be more chance. You now lose exactly. those customers there's, there's, because there's they came for the quality in the first place. If quality is consistent mm. and the value is there, customers mm. are always willing to pay more regardless. Mm-hmm. But we Nigerians, especially in this part of yeah. the world, we always have mm. this ideology like, 
if for any reason that my customers begin to increase, I can just reduce the quality a little bit. It's not much. So, but they don't care about what brought them in initially. It's what brings them in that keeps them in. Mm. what brings them yeah, in yeah. keeps them in mm. that's just it mm. that's a good one so we've talked about the values we've talked about the mission and objectives. the vision the why the objectives and uh, is there anything we are missing yeah now for the objectives objectives objective, is actually yeah, external project. to the organization i often point out my objectives in the direction of your customers this way you now pay attention to people that have trusted your brand because the minute you have your vision you have your mission you've told them that this is my message this is what i'm coming to do this is mm. what I, i'm called out for now you've given mm. them your values now they've trusted you already to have come now the objective is where there's a problem in the area of objectives mm. this way you now have aspect of fulfilling your brand promise when someone comes to you for a particular service and you tell that mm-hmm. person, my objective is to serve you better. And then you didn't actually serve that mm-hmm. person better. It becomes a problem because it's already conflicting with your values. Now, most people think objectives are values. Values are internal. Mm-hmm. Objectives are external. Yeah, that's what, what they should understand. The values are internal. Objectives are external. It's just like yes. um, trying to differentiate between attitude and behavior. Attitude is internal. Behaviors are external. Values are internal. Objectives are external. Objectives mm. are what the customers experience. Yeah. Values are what brought the customers in. Mm-hmm. So if these two things are well outlined to understand the fact okay. that since okay. they've come in by reason of your values, the outlined objectives should be what they experience when they come. Mm. Let's assume I run a restaurant, for example, and on my record <laughs> now, publicity, advertisement, and all of those stuff, right. I've portrayed my vision, my mission, and then I've already put out my values as hygienic food, mm-hmm. clean, um, the environment is conducive, you can even have your meetings and have your dinner, have lunch, whatsoever, and all. Mm-hmm. Now, they've seen the values, they like the environment based on advertisement. Now, they have come. My objective is to ensure that whatsoever mm-hmm. they saw is even more than they expected. Now, by the time they come and they don't experience it like the way it, okay. it appears on what they saw, you actually bring down their expectation. Last two weeks, there, but I was in Elorin, for example. I was the last time I was in Elorin was last year, until last two weeks when I got Elorin. When I got there, there was this new restaurant I saw that wasn't there as I the last time I was there. So I was like, I would like to check them out. So I went there to check them out, basically. I'm not gonna mention the name of the restaurant for some reasons. I went there the first yeah, I went there the first time. And I took Pande Jam with Eddie Kenkos, but it was nice. It was cool. But the second time I went there, then they introduced me to a specific special food in the name of the organization. And they told me it was nice. It was cool. It was all of those things. Now, I'm not in the habit of trying new stuff out. So I called someone who I know likes trying new stuff out. So let's go there together. So I paid for it. I said, try it out. What do you think? The person could not even finish it. It really wasn't nice. So I, I didn't know how to approach the manager. Wow. Just like, if I start talking, it would be problematic. Not fully where I'm living in learning variation. Let me just maintain my peace and just go away. I didn't eat, I didn't actually eat the food. I just bought it for the person to try it out. And it wasn't nice. For that person to say it wasn't nice, I actually know who I took along. Basically, the objective of that organization was to make mm-hmm. sure that that particular special delicacy prepared in the name of the organization is equal to the value they've portrayed of that particular recipe. But now the... Okay. No, so... Let me, no get this straight. No Let me get this straight. Objectives, Objectives are, no are no goals. Goals goals are just different. It's a different thing entirely. Okay. How would I put it now? Okay, let me just make it very easy for so that our listeners right. can understand what, what we're saying. If you look at examination situations, for example, and they tell you this is an objective question, what does it mean? You are picking one answer. It's one, it's direct, it's precise. Mm. 
You understand? That is the answer. That is what it is. But in the case of goals, goals can actually be amended based mm-hmm. on changes. Okay. But you don't amend objectives based on changes. I mean, uh, 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 objectives are fixed because it is expected that your customers have a specific kind of experience with your brand. All right. It's fixed. You don't, you don't alter it. You don't alter objectives. Okay. If you see your objective questions, you either pick the correct or you are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But goals, yeah, but goals are like theory. You can talk around the question, you just get half. You can get three. <laughs> yeah, but objective, you don't try that. Okay. You uh, don't try that. In summary, the quadrant is uh, the mission, the vision, the values, and um, the objectives. The objectives. And yeah. you're still all wrapped with... around the purpose. Thank you. All wrapped around the purpose, which is nice. So you're saying with this quadrant, I can use it and juice out the remaining components of my brand. Everything, the brand voice, message, the website, your... everything, experience, com- Every, everything flows out from there. Every other thing flows out. From there. Okay, so um, defining the why, that's like the brand definition, you know, taking it back to the first episode where you pointed out before you can have a clear path to brand development, you need to really state your why. You understand? Yes. So start with yeah. the why before the what and the how because like it's the reason why we it's the reason why your, your audience engage with you. So I think simply put is that like this is where your brand storytelling starts from the why you know the, why did you why did you start brand development that's your that's like where the story starts from why did you open this restaurant that's where the story starts from you understand that's where brand yeah story- that's where it starts from and then brand storytelling is like the soul of your brand you find that almost Basically, every, brand, every brand has that story what drove you to start so like your why is what shapes your brand right it shapes everything your why shapes your value self. And that is gotten from like the mission, vision, and everything. The quadrant also going back to that part. You know, um, Simon Snake said the goal is to do business, have an audience with people mm-hmm. who believe what you believe. <laughs> yes. And all the top brands have a story behind their brand. Every brand, all of them, all the top brands always have that story that is attached to them. And it's that story that is most times is in is your prospect mind, your audience mind. So I really got a lot from today's session, I swear. <laughs> Another thing I want to add is this. If your story that's mm. a why mm. is not geared towards a need, it is not a why. At all. That's the I truth now. Get... Why this start is not if you're not trying to get this thing now. Yeah, I met someone who actually started, and the person was like, I was like, why, why are you actually starting? The person was like, at least to generate revenue. I was like, you're selfish. <laughs> I can be very blunt when I'm working with my clients because I actually want to tell them the truth and they should accept the truth so that we can work on the changes. So that's why I told him, you're just selfish with what you're saying. Because if you're telling me why you're doing it is just to generate revenue, so eventually, the day revenue stops working, you're going to stop this particular business. Now, what happens to those people who have already trusted you? Mm, that's true. What are you going to say? I actually care about those people who have trusted you. That's why I was discussing with a friend very recently. Mm. And I was telling him something. I was like, you must understand now that people actually want to communicate with people. People don't want to communicate with robots. So yeah. you must not make your business a robotic business. Make okay. it a human business. Yes. The human touch. Yeah, it has to be a human business, a robotic business. It's only a robot that will just wake up one and just feel and everybody's like, okay, see, it was a robot. They just forget about <laughs> it. But being a human, it's not going to leave their mind. It's not going to be their subconscious. For businesses out there and for brands or people who want to become brand, personal brands or whatever, 
when you walk around yeah. these four quadrants, right, when you've understood these four quadrants well, it is easier for you to explain yourself to your designer to get your identity. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. It is easier yes. for you to explain to your marketing guy, your sales guy, to get the sales, even the sales uh, script and everything. This particular thing is like the bedrock. It's your foundation. Yeah. From this, you just grow from there. It's even going to explain the personality of the brand. It's going to Natural. explain almost everything. I feel like even giving, like, just write it down and then the remaining part, just build on it. And if you need help on that, you can contact Ayane Jiro from Africa Brand Academy at gmail.com. We'll be very, very happy. And, uh, will I say, we'll be very honored to work with you on it. This is this has been a good time. Thank you so much, Jiro, for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll see You're you welcome. next time. Thank you for having me. All right. Yeah, sure. And that's that for today. Thank you so much for joining us at the end of the show. We really appreciate Join the conversation at African Brand Academy Podcast, Twitter, and Facebook, and on Instagram. We would love to have you there. Because next episode, we'll be talking deeply into the brand promise and other general components that make up a brand. We would love to have you next week, Monday, same time. Send us an email if you need any help building your business or your brand, structuring or restructuring. We'll be always available to help you out in any way possible. Take care. Ciao.